This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa My dearest mothers and sisters in this most beautiful city of Katsina, I ask Allah to bless you. I ask Allah to grant you goodness and to open your doors. I ask Allah to grant you the best of spouses who will be the coolness of your eyes. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you barakah and blessings in your life, in your deen, in your dunya. And may Allah grant you success in both as well as in the akhirah. I have always heard about this beautiful place that exists somewhere in the northern part of Nigeria. People told me the food is the best. People told me perhaps the, the hospitality is the best. They call it the city of hospitality I was wondering what it meant and I was also wondering why the word hospital happens to be in that word hospitality 
But I guess when you feed someone so much, so much, that they end up in the hospital, perhaps some people think that is hospitality. To be honest, the meal that I had upon my arrival in the evening yesterday was a sign of the signature hospitality of this beautiful city. Jazakumullah khairan. And I really do believe the warmth of all the brothers and sisters that we met has definitely left a mark. They told me many other things about Katsina. But let me not share those with you. One of them was, don't go there. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. You might not come back. I told them, maybe I don't want to come back. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. If you are living here and you are safe, why would I be so unsafe here? I also come from a country where people say it's very dangerous, don't go there. But it's one of the safest countries in Africa. So I know what is meant when people say don't go there. It means please go there. Alhamdulillah, I am here by the help of Allah. Normally I don't prefer long introductions because always they have in them something either that is not necessary, something that has a slight bit of inaccuracy, something that might have changed and they are still repeating the same, you know, background or the same message that may not be absolutely accurate anymore. And sometimes there is praise in it that is unfair. When I say unfair, yes, I'm excited to be here. I consider it an honor. I consider it a gift of Allah. But I'm here for the sake of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah. I will never know you personally. In most cases, I will never know you personally. But that doesn't mean I have not come here with, I have not come here with goodness. It doesn't mean I have not come here with a message of love, with a message of kindness. So I want you to listen very carefully. My brothers, my sisters, the brothers here are very few in number. They told me, you have to deliver more than one talk in Katsina. I told them, but why? They said, you will realize and understand when you get there. The number of people, especially the sisters who would like to attend. There are so many that we don't have a space to cater for everyone all at once. So what has happened is, subhanallah, we decided to have two talks in one place. May Allah make it easy. I see there are sisters also coming in and we ask Allah to make it easy for them too. I want to remind you of something very, very serious. Very serious. We are in the house of Allah. We are in the house of Allah. Take a look at the walls. Take a look at the tiles. Take a look at the carpet. Take a look at the fans, the chandelier, or the lights. Take a look at all of this. Wallahi, it will bear witness for you or against you. This is the house of Allah. It is not your house or mine. It is not something ordinary. It is not something ordinary where I can say and do as I wish. No. It is the house of Allah. It is a blessed, sacred home. There was a man at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, he walked into the masjid. He was a Bedouin. We don't know his name because usually 
when negative things are made mention of, what is more important than the name is the lesson. The mistake we make today, we mention names of those who do bad things. So the lesson is not learnt, but rather we shame someone and we get joy out of shaming a person rather than out of learning a lesson. When the Prophet ﷺ was told by some of his wives that some men came to them asking them about the ibadah and the worship of the Prophet ﷺ, when they heard how much he worshipped Allah, they said, well, one of them said, I will stand in prayer all night and I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop. The other one says, I'm going to fast every day and I'm not going to stop. And the other one said, I'm going to do this all day and I'm not going to stop. When the Prophet ﷺ was told about it, he addressed the matter from the mimbar. And he didn't say the names of the people because the lesson is more important than the name. He said, What is it with some who have come to my house to ask what I do and they have promised that they will not, they will not, someone said he will not marry. The other one said he will not uh, break his fast, meaning he's going to fast every single day, etc. One said he's going to stand in prayer all night, every night, etc. So the Prophet ﷺ used this beautiful example of not giving the names of those who did bad deeds in most cases, in almost all cases. Because the minute you give a name, you have personalized the criticism and you have, you have actually minimized the broader benefit of the ummah. People begin to think that man is bad or that woman is bad and they don't think where am I and what am I doing. But when you say we should not be doing this, then everyone has benefited including the speaker. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us benefit. So I was telling you, a man entered the masjid. He was a Bedouin. He did not know much about the masjid. When he walked into the masjid, he decided, hey, I need the toilet. I need the what? The toilet to urinate. So he looked around, he saw a quiet corner and he relieved him. He began to relieve himself. What did he do? He began to relieve himself. He was urinating in the corner and the Sahaba, the companions of Rasulullah they saw, when they saw this, obviously what would you do if you see someone doing something bad or wrong? You would not feel good, right? You would actually want to stop them immediately. It's not a bad thing to stop them. But how you stop them is what makes you a good Muslim or otherwise. So they started scolding and shouting the man. They told him to stop and so on. They threatened to beat him up. They threatened to beat him up. Imagine a man coming into the masjid or a woman coming into the masjid and something is wrong or the dress code is totally off. Or for example, they start urinating in the corner. I don't think here in Katsina they will come out alive. May Allah make it easy. So what happened this man? They went to him and they were stopping him. The Prophet ﷺ told them, La tazmuru. Can you hear me? At the back, can you hear me? Can you hear me at the back? MashaAllah. Yes, he's coming from the front. At the back, can you hear me? MashaAllah. Okay. So, the Prophet ﷺ said, Don't shout him, don't scold him, don't stop him. Go and get a bucket of water so that you can pour it over what he has done. 
Imagine the blessing. Wama as a mercy for the world, for everyone. Allah says, You, O Muhammad, peace be on him, we have sent you as a mercy for all. As a mercy. My brothers and sisters, in the name of Islam, people are being merciless. People are void of mercy. But they are supposed to be following the message of the most merciful that came through the one who was sent as a mercy. He told the man, he told them, don't stop him. Imagine, and I always try to picture this because wallahi, it is the height of mercy. When a person is urinating, you cannot stop them halfway. You cannot stop them halfway. They will get sick. They will get ill, perhaps. Imagine you are urinating. Someone says, stop. What are you going to do? Allahu Akbar. So as much as we might think it is funny, but it's not funny. It is actually the height of mercy. The problem is already there. The urination is already there. Let the man finish and we will wash it. When they went to get the water, he told that man, you know what, this is the house of Allah. It is not fit for this type of things. It is for salah. It is for dhikr, remembrance of Allah. It is for goodness. It is for ibadah. It is for recitation of the Quran, tilawa, etc., etc. Good things. It is not for this type of thing. The man understood immediately. Wow. This is the message. I was not supposed to do what I did. Within a moment. But he was still scared. Or he still had a little bit of negativity in his heart regarding those who wanted to beat him up. My sisters, when you see someone doing something wrong, you need to correct them with love. Do not get joy out of exposing someone. The minute you are enjoying exposing someone, that is the minute that you have started falling yourself. You understand? Sometimes we see someone do something wrong. We are itching to tell the world that this person is a fraud, right? Yes, if you want to save someone, you might need to tell people certain things, but be limited in the way you speak. Understand that Allah can expose you even while you are sitting in the corner of your house. The hadith says, whoever exposes another, Allah will expose them even if they are sitting in the corner of the house, inside. They will be exposed by Allah. And whoever covers someone else's weakness, if it is a personal weakness, I'm not talking about a person who is going around doing evil to one person after another. Such a person needs to be warned of. But we are talking of the weaknesses, the individual weaknesses of people. Don't get excited to expose or to speak bad of. How many of us do not have sin at all? Put up your hand. If you have no sin, put up your hand. Look at me. My hands are the ones that are down. May Allah forgive us. Everyone sins to different levels of sin. That doesn't mean... That the other one whom you see sinning is away from the mercy of Allah. They will also achieve the mercy of Allah. Watch out. Be careful of yourself. 
Concentrate on yourself. Worry about yourself. Those who are astray will not affect you if you yourself are rightly guided. When you know, and you know that you know, and you know that what you know is knowledge, you know, subhanallah. When once you know, you will be able to put into practice. When you are worried about putting into practice what you know, you are not worried about the deviance of another person. When someone is calling you towards the disobedience of Allah, you automatically will not go because you know Allah. Recognize Allah and your problems are solved. The problem with us is we don't recognize Allah. Let me tell you who is Allah. He is the creator, the sustainer, the provider, the cherisher, the nourisher, the sustainer, the one who's going to bring to you your husbands. Subhanallah. The one who is going to bring happiness to you. The one who is going to solve your marital problems. The one who is going to give you your children. The one who is going to give you everything you want. He is the owner. He is the owner of the happiness that you are looking for. He is the owner of everything. So if you want all of what I said just now, you just need to develop a close relationship with Allah. Your problems are solved. Why do we have problems today? We have developed relations with Ghayrullah. We have developed relations with those besides Allah. I'm surprised that the one who is asking for the world from someone who is not the owner of it. Subhanallah. You are asking for money from someone who's not the real owner of money. Allah can take that money away from them. You are asking for happiness through the disobedience of Allah. How can you get that happiness? Who wants to be happy? All of us. Who wants to be content? All of us. You just obey Allah. Wallahi, thumma wallahi. You will be content even if you don't have a home to live in. And even if you don't have the next meal and don't know where it's going to come from. Allah will provide. Inna Allah yawzuku Allah gives whomsoever He wishes in such abundance that it is unmeasured. It's not measured. Abundance. When you bear patience, people tell you, my sister, you have a problem. Bear patience. Bear patience. What do the sisters say? After one year of sabr, after two years of sabr, they say, I have made enough sabr. Am I right? They say, I am now tired. Allah is not listening to me. But Allah has heard you. What do you want? Whatever you want, maybe it's not good for you. Maybe the person you want to marry is the wrong person. Subhanallah. You don't know. Perhaps you might have children with that person who will be turmoil. They will be a means of your depression and stress. So Allah says, I know what will be the outcome of this particular marriage. So I don't want it to be. Who is Allah? Allah. He is the 
owner and the knower of the unseen. He knows what has happened. He knows what is happening. He knows what will happen. He knows what will not happen. If it were to happen, how it would have happened. Allahu Akbar. يَعْلَمُ مَا كَانَ وَمَا يَكُونُ وَمَا لَمْ يَكُنْ إِذَا كَانَ كَيْفَ يَكُونُ Subhanallah. Allah knows the past tense. He knows the present. He knows the future. He knows that which is not going to be in the future. If it was brought in the future, how it would have happened? He knows that. Do you want to hear the evidence of that from the Quran? So, I want to give you an example. And I'm giving this example in Katsina because of a reason. May Allah make it easy for you. I've heard good things about this place, mashallah. You want to get married. You urgently want to get married. There is someone you want to marry, subhanAllah. And you know what? Allah doesn't open that door. And you are saying, Allah didn't hear me. Surrender to Allah. When things happen the way you want it, say, Alhamdulillah, it happened. When things do not happen the way you wanted it, say, Alhamdulillah, two times. It happened the way Allah wanted it. Allah looked after you, He protected you, He gave you, He granted you. Be happy. Life is short. Allah knows the future. You might get what you want and as soon as you get it, you are depressed, you are sad. It turns out to be something you did not expect it to be. Ask those who have what they were asking for from Allah. People are asking dua for years on end and Allah doesn't give them. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he says, من الآفات الخفية العامة أن يكون العبد في نعمة أنعم الله بها عليه واختارها له فيملها ويطلب الانتقال منها إلى ما يزعم لجهله أنه خير له منها وربه برحمته لا يخرجه من تلك النعمة One of the diseases of mankind is that he doesn't recognize the gift that Allah has given him when Allah kept you away from something, you don't recognize that that is a gift of Allah. Because you don't know who is Allah. He is your boss. He loves you more than you love yourself. Do you hear that? Allah loves you more than you love yourself. What is it you want? What is it I want? I only want one thing. And you should only want one thing. Al-Jannah. That's all. Jannatul Firdaus. This life is short. This life is only 70 years if you are lucky. Some, they are living a little bit more. The hadith says the average age of my ummah between 60 and 70 years. I'm sure you know that. If you are over the age of 70, you are fortunate. Allah is giving you a chance to make peace with Him before you meet Him. I'm not joking. I don't need to lie to you. I don't need to sugarcoat my words. You are beyond 70. Prepare for the meeting with Allah. But that does not mean that if you are less than 70, you can do what you want. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. So my beloved daughters, my beloved sisters, my mothers, you, one of the diseases mentioned was that a person is in a ni'mah. They are in the gift of Allah. By Allah not giving them something or Allah giving them something they really did not want. And they don't understand this is the gift of Allah. It came to you, it came to your door. And then they are making a dua, Oh Allah, take me out of this, take me out of this, take me out of this. And Allah through His mercy, He says, I am not taking you out because I know what you don't know. 
I know if you come out of this, you are going to cry. You are going to cry. Subhanallah. But do you know you are going to cry? No. But you keep on making dua and you say, Oh Allah, I am calling. Oh Allah, I am trying. Oh Allah, I am this. I am your slave. I am your worshiper. Your salah starts. Your tahajjud starts. Your ibadah starts. Your salatul duha starts. Your sujood is now longer. MashaAllah, you start obeying Allah and you start crying to Allah and weeping. And Allah says, Through my mercy, I didn't give you what you wanted. But you know what? Now that you are really, really, really crying, SubhanAllah, what does Allah do? He says, Let me give my slave what they want. SubhanAllah. Then what happens? SubhanAllah. As soon as you get what you wanted, what happens? You ask Allah again, Oh Allah, take me back to where I was. Take me back to where I was. Why? Because you didn't understand who is Allah. Allah looked after you from the beginning. When you ask Allah, He hears you. He loves you. He knows your dua. He has answered it better than what you have asked Him. Imagine if you ask Allah, Oh Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, give me something. And Allah knows that is not good for you. And He didn't give you. Who loves you more? You or Allah? You don't even love yourself as much as Allah does. He protected you from something you didn't even know was going to damage you. So Allah gave this to you. You want to read this topic that I am delivering today? Open the book Al-Fawaid written by Ibn Al-Qayyim. You will find the topic there. Subhanallah. Exactly as I worded it. May Allah make it easy for us. My brothers, my sisters, mainly that we are sisters and mothers here. And my children who are here today, I'm reminding you, learn to understand who is Allah. I was giving you that evidence from the Quran to prove to you that Allah knows what will not happen if it were to happen, how it would have happened. How many of you have read Surah Al-Kahf? Put up your hand. Surah Al-Kahf. If you have read it in your lifetime, put up your hand Al-Kahf. MashaAllah, put your hands down. Generally, we read it, some of the people read it on a Friday, generally. Surah Al-Kahf, but it is a surah you read normally. I prefer to tell people that the entire Quran is the word of Allah. You start from the beginning, you leave a marker as you left off. When you started, you read as much as you can, you put a marker where you stopped, and you continue in that way. It is more blessed than anything else. Try to complete one entire Quran every so often. My mothers, my sisters, start your day by reading one verse of the Quran. Allah will beautify you. You no longer need makeup. You no longer need makeup. You know what? Man hasunat salatuhu fil layl, hasuna wajhuhu fil nahar. Did you hear that? You want to know the best makeup that you can ever have? Listen to it. Man hasunat salatuhu fil layl, hasuna wajhuhu fil nahar. You want me to translate that? The best makeup. Whoever's salah is beautified at night, Allah beautifies their face during the day. Subhanallah. Did you hear that? When your salah is beautiful at night, 
Your face is beautiful during the day. Subhanallah. You are happy with the face Allah gave you. You don't need to change it because you are embarrassed to walk around with the blessing of Allah that Allah has bestowed upon you. Allah has bestowed upon you. You are happy with the identity Allah gave you. It is amazing. It is unique. Yes, everyone wants to look good. A little bit here and there is okay. But today, my beloved daughters, we are overdoing it so much so that your phone does not recognize your face to open it anymore. You follow what I'm saying? You know, on the phone we have face recognition. People set it. Once they put makeup, the phone doesn't open anymore. Why? You just crossed one limit. Maybe you don't look like you anymore. Subhanallah. Learn to love Allah. He loves you. He gave you what He gave you. He knows what He gave you. Learn to love Him. So in Surah Al-Kahf, listen to what Allah says. He speaks to us about the story of Musa alayhi salam with a man known as Al-Khidr. Have you heard the name Al-Khidr? Mashallah. Is it too hot in here that you are not responding to me? Or maybe I can't hear you because of all the fans. Now, today here, there are real fans. Normally they say these are fans. No, these are real fans. Can you see them? Mashallah. Electric fans. Al-Khidr. The story of Musa alayhi salam and Al-Khidr. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Musa alayhi salam met a man known as Al-Khidr. And Allah says this man has knowledge that we have given him. So Musa alayhi salam asked him, can I join you? Can I be with you for a while? Can I travel with you? He says, if you travel with me, you won't understand what I'm doing. You will be questioning me. He says, I will travel with you on condition that I will not question you. I want to learn. I want to see. So they went together. Three things happened. I'm not going to tell you all three. I'm going to tell you one. I want you to go back and revise the three. You need to do some homework. Are you going to do it? Go back to Surah Al-Kahf and read the other three stories. What happened? Three things happened. I'll tell you one of them. They traveled on a boat to cross the, the river, the water. And suddenly, Al-Khidr, he started to make a hole in that boat. How can you make a hole on the boat of someone? Imagine you are in a taxi or someone else's car and you decide to puncture the tire. People are going to say, what's your problem here? Right? How can you puncture the tire for nothing of these people? Right? So, subhanallah, when he made the hole, Musa alayhi salam says to him, What are you doing? What did you do? He says, I told you, you won't be patient. And so, Musa alayhi salam kept quiet. He says, it's okay, excuse me. Later on, two more things happened. And after that, this man, he said, now I cannot be with you thrice you have questioned me now we can part ways because I did what Allah told me to do what did Allah tell him to do so this is 
one of the verses where the reply comes. Beautifully put. Allah says, that man told Musa salam, as for the boat, it belonged to two men who are working very hard, earning a halal living. And later on upstream, there was a, an unjust ruler who was taking away all the good boats. He was stealing the good boats. When you see a car and it's nice, you take it away. When it's not nice, you leave it. So he said, Allah told him to create that hole or the defect in that particular boat so that the king later on or the ruler would not take the boat. One hole, you can repair it. It's okay. But... To lose the entire boat, you lose your entire sustenance. So I want to tell you something. That boat was not taken by the king. Why? Because it had a... A what? A what? A hole. If it didn't have a hole, they were going to lose the whole boat. But the boat was not taken. Now look at the knowledge of Allah. Allah knew that this boat is never going to be taken. It was never taken. But Allah knows if it did not have a hole, it was going to be taken. So if that boat didn't have a hole and it was going down, it was going to be taken. Isn't that proof of the knowledge that Allah knows what is not going to happen? If it did happen, how it would have happened? Allah knows that. But we don't recognize Allah. So we want things that are detrimental for us, but we don't realize. Now I want to tell you, how do you know, how do you know that Allah wants this for you or He does not want it for you? It's a very important question. How do you know that? Do you want to know the answer? Number one, you need to recognize Allah. You need to worship Allah. You need to befriend Allah. Then, when He begins to close the doors for you, it means He does not want it for you. When He opens the doors for you, it means He wants it for you. How do I know this? Where do I get it from? It is called Dua al Istikhar. Have you heard of that Dua? In that dua, many of us read it and we think, let me go to sleep, I will dream something. No dreaming, you are daydreaming. What did you say in the dua? Did you say, oh Allah, if this is good for me, show me in the dream. No, you didn't say that. Oh Allah, if this is good for me, show me the color green in my dream. Oh Allah, if this is bad for me, show me the color red in my, in my dream. Like as if it is some traffic lights there. May Allah forgive us. You say, and we all are taught to say, In kana hadha al-amr khayrun li fi dini wa ma'ashi wa aqibatu amri faqdirhu li wa yassirhu li thumma barikli fihi. Oh Allah, if this is good for me, my deen, my dunya, my akhirah, if it is really good for me, make it easy for me. 
make it happen for me and make it easy for me, then give me barakah in it, which means if it is not becoming easy and the doors are closing one after the other, then you have to look at the other part of the dua. In kana hadha al-amr, shalun li fi dini wa ma'ashi wa aqibatu amri. What is the rest of the dua? I'm sure some of you know it off by heart, right? فَصْرِفْهُ عَنِّي وَصْرِفْنِي عَنْهُ وَاقْدُرْ لِيَ الْخَيْرِ حَيْثُ كَانَ ثُمَّرْضِنِي بِهِ Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Do you know what that means? It means, oh Allah, if this what I desperately want is bad for me, then keep me away from it, keep it away from me and make me happy with your decree for me. Help me to understand that you don't want it for me. So when the doors begin to close one after the other, after another, and you tried whatever you could as a human being, it means Allah does not want it for you. But you need to have a good relationship and a friendship with Allah. You need to have a friendship with Allah. Now do you understand? When you want something, you want a job, you want a spouse, like I say specific, many of us, we know someone, we want that one, you know. But Allah doesn't want it. He knows something you don't know. How can you close your eyes? Allah says, look, you want to eat bananas. There are no bananas. You rather eat mangoes. Alas, it's all that we gave you. You say, no, I'm not eating the mango. Why? I need the banana. Well, then die of hunger. Die of hunger. Allah says, I sent it to you. It's like the man on the island asking for help. Allah, please send, please send help. Oh Allah, please send help. A little while later, the helicopter comes. Do, 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 do. And it lands down there. And they say, come, we are here to rescue. He says, no, no, I'm waiting for Allah to help me. But Allah sent you the help. Are you foolish? You haven't recognized Allah. Allah uses His creatures in order to get things done at times. Subhanallah, as a means. Asbab. So when you want something and it doesn't come, don't be depressed. Don't be stressed. Don't lose your sleep. Don't lose your life. You need to understand Allah knows I love Allah and I have a good relationship with Allah. Do you not read five salah? If the answer is yes, Allah loves you more than you know. More than you know. Do you try your best to stay away from haram? If the answer is yes, Allah loves you more than you will ever imagine. He loves you more than you love yourself. He will make sure that only what is good for you happens for you, even if it is not materialistic in the world. Today when we make dua, let's face facts. Many of us are making dua for things in the world. Oh Allah, give me a good husband. Oh Allah, give me a rich man. Oh Allah, give me a nice home. Oh Allah, give me good looks. Oh Allah, give me lots of pairs of clothes. Oh Allah, let me be someone everyone can look at and everyone can say, wow, subhanallah. What type of duas are these? It's good to want good things, but you say, oh Allah, Help me that you become a friend of mine. Oh Allah, love me. I love you, oh Allah. Oh Allah, I ask you your love. Allahumma inni as'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuni ila hubbik. Allahu Akbar. Oh Allah, I ask you your love. And I ask you the love of those whom you love. And I ask you to help me to do deeds that you love. That is the dua. How many of us make that dua? What a beautiful dua. Allahumma inni as'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuni ila hubbik. Allahu Akbar. May Allah give it to us. My beloved daughters, my beloved children, 
my sisters, my mothers, recognize your maker. He is in supreme control. He is in control. He knows all you need to do is build your relation with Allah. If you want happiness and you did not get up for Salat al-Fajr today, make a difference. Don't ever miss Salat al-Fajr again after today. Look at what Allah will do for you. Do you really want the help of Allah? Can I tell you something? Are you ready to hear what Allah says? Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنَ اللَّيْلِ فَاسْجُدْ لَهُ وَسَبِّحْهُ لَيْلًا فاسجد له وسبحه ليلا طويلا ومن الليل فاسجد له وسبحه ليلا طويلا الله أكبر It will solve your problems Allah is telling the most beloved Who does Allah love the most? Who? What is his name? What is the name? Muhammad ibn Abdullah al-Hashimi al-Qurashi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah loves him the most. Allah told him, you know what? At night, at night, night, people are asleep. Prostrate for Allah. Put your head on the ground for Allah. Declare his praise in a long way. Spend time with your maker. Allah is telling that to who? The one we all know undisputedly Allah loved him the most. Allah is telling him, hey, want you to do something. What is it? Min al-layl Many of us at night when we have a problem, we are awake in the morning, we say, I couldn't sleep. Why? I was worried about my problem. Did you call out to Allah? Ah, I was so busy, I couldn't even think of that. A'udhu billah. So you were awake, Allah kept you awake, you knew you had a problem, you couldn't sleep because you had a problem. Get up, wudu, and cry to Allah in sujood, and tell Allah, Oh Allah, I hand my affairs to you, completely take control of me. Who am I? I am nothing. I am a creature of yours. I want you to love me and to take care of me. You know better than I what is better for me. I don't know, so you take control. Subhanallah. That is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what did he used to say? Allahumma khirli wakhtarli wala takilni ila nafsi tarfata ayin. Oh Allah, oh Allah, choose for me, help me choose what, what is best. You choose for me and don't leave me to myself even for the blink of an eye. You must control my affairs. Oh Allah, I am your slave. If you want me to die, I die now with a smile. You want me to get sick, I get sick. You want me to get better, I get better. Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. A mu'min thanks Allah and praises Him on all conditions. Wa a'udhu billahi min hali ahlin nar. And we seek Allah's refuge from 
the condition of those who shall be cast in hellfire. So we thank Allah all conditions. I told you earlier, and it is my motto. Say Alhamdulillah when things happen the way you wanted them to happen. And say Alhamdulillah two times or more when they do not happen according to the way you wanted them to happen because now they have happened exactly how Allah always wanted them to happen. Life is short. If you surrender to what Allah wanted from you in this dunya, Allah will give you whatever you want in the hereafter. Did you hear that? You do what Allah wants, Allah promises He will do what you want. Allahu Akbar. Did you hear that? Whatever you want, Allah says, I'll do it for you. Why? Because in the world, for a few years, you did what I wanted. You want to hear the verse? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah says, for the people of Jannah, for them will be whatever they wish to have. I always say, if you, subhanallah, if you were to be given whatever you wanted in this world, what was the point of having a place called Jannah? What was the place of have what was the point of having a place called Jannah when Allah already gave you whatever you wanted in this world? Subhanallah. So Allah says, No, we want to show you what you want. Uh-uh. We may not give it to you. Not here. Not everyone can have everything. No. You will have some things, other people will have some other things, but we will all be given a fair share of goodness and a fair share of trials and tribulations. Be happy. What is the difference between a believer and the one who does not believe? A believer is always content, whether they are sick, whether they are bankrupt, whether they are going through problems, whether they have matters, whether they have issues. A believer is always happy, but a one who does not believe correctly is always upset, always on edge, always stressed, always angry. Sometimes, a'udhu billah, angry with Allah. People say, ah, Allah has forgotten me. Maybe Allah does not know I'm alive. I've heard people say that. Maybe Allah does not know I'm living. My sisters, the ants that are here that we cannot see are being fed by Allah. upon himself to provide for that thing. If Allah has taken it for himself to provide for the ants that you cannot see, do you really think Allah does not provide for you or he will forget you or he doesn't know you are here? He knows you personally better than you know yourself. That is Allah. He made you. He loves you. Nothing that he does to you is out of hatred. No. It is us who are guilty of not developing the relationship with Allah and we still want His goodness and guess what? He still gives us the goodness. 
You know, when you read the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam in Surah Al-Baqarah and in other surahs, it is amazing how Allah says, I will have mercy even on the disbelievers. I will give the disbelievers certain things. Allah says, قَالَ وَمَنْ كَفَرَ Allah says, even the disbelievers, I will provide for them. I will give for them. I will give them some things. It's okay. For a short period of time, they can have how many people who don't believe in Allah. And sometimes they have a nice life. They have everything. You can see the beautiful homes and cars and holidays and whatever else. All that is material things. Allah says, don't let you, don't become deceived by what we have given those who don't believe in us. Don't be deceived. It's not a sign of happiness. When Allah takes away from you, it is not a sign of His anger. And when Allah gives you, it is not a sign of His happiness. Not necessarily. It could be, but not necessarily. Some people are far from Allah. So out of the love of Allah, He takes away certain things and then they come close to Allah. Have you seen that? People are leading their lives. Nothing is wrong. So they forgot Allah. Salatul Fajr is by the way, because why? The bed is very cozy. The bed is very cozy. Wallahi, I must tell you a story. In Ramadan, I went to Makkah for a day. Allah gave me an opportunity to just pass by, transiting. So I was fortunate. I met a, I met a wealthy man. I met a wealthy man. From somewhere in Asia. He comes from Asia. And when I went to visit him, he told me he had a beautiful place. Very nice place in Makkah, right across the Haram. And wallahi, this is a true story. Perhaps you don't know the man, but it's okay, that's not, not relevant. He told me, why don't you come and stay here? I said, no, you are staying here. He said, no, I sleep here. You know where he pointed? Imagine, he was a wealthy man, he owns the place. He owns that apartment. And it's a five-star apartment. But he sleeps on the couch. Wallahi, I was shocked. I saw, yes, he was indeed on the couch. He said, I sleep on the couch. Wallahi, I was surprised. Why is he sleeping on the couch? When there are two beautiful, beautiful, luxury, five-star beds that are there. But he says, I sleep on the couch. My sisters, my daughters, he told me, the bed is too comfortable, I might miss my salah. The bed is too comfortable, I might miss my salah. Wallahi, that day I cried. That day I cried. Wallahi, I'm talking of this Ramadan. Imagine a wealthy man who has a five-star place and he tells you for the king of the world, the lord of the universe, I will sleep on a couch because I don't want to miss my appointment with him. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. May Allah bless him. May Allah grant him ease. May Allah give us sincerity. I would never have known if I didn't ask him. But when I asked him, I felt embarrassed to say, you people look up to you as a religious figure. Learn from these people what it is all about to fall in love with Allah. You are so deeply in love with Allah that you don't mind where you sleep. 
happiness, you want success, you want contentment, you want to be with Allah. How? How? يَعْرِفُونَ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يُنْكِرُونَهَا They know the blessing of Allah, but they are denying it. Allahu Akbar. What Allah gave you, thank Him for it. Don't use it to disobey Him. Use it to obey Him. When Allah gave you energy, use the energy to obey Allah, not to disobey Allah. Yes, we are human. We might make an error. We might fall into sin here and there. Allah says, quickly turn back to me. Quickly turn back to me. Come back. Don't be depressed. If you have done something wrong, or your human nature makes you do something wrong, quickly come back to Allah. That's what Allah loves. Adam also made a mistake. Hawa also made a mistake. But the difference was, as soon as they made the mistake, they quickly turned back to Allah. The two of them said, Oh, our Abba, we have wronged ourselves. We have gone against our own selves by wronging ourselves. And if you don't have mercy on us, and if you don't forgive us, we will be the losers. Oh Allah, forgive us. Allah says we forgave them. They are forgiven. Subhanallah. My beloved sisters, my dearest mothers, I have bad news for you. Do you want to hear it? My time is up. I have spoken for one hour. Do you believe I spoke for one hour? Can I continue? Allahu Akbar. It's the first time you are talking to me. MashaAllah, when I asked you other questions, if you were answering, yeah, by the way, by the way. Now the yes came loud and clear. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. Wallahi, I do not claim to be better than you. In fact, I may be worse than you. I do not claim that the message I have delivered is for you, but rather it is for me. May Allah strengthen me. May Allah grant us goodness. May Allah protect me and all of us. But this message is divine. It belongs to humanity at large. It belongs to everyone. Nothing makes me better than you. When you look at me, don't get too excited because if I falter, you will want to turn away from the deen if you pegged your deen on who I was rather than on what the deen was and on who Allah is. When you develop your relationship with Allah and His Messenger and you realize that everyone besides that can falter and make mistakes, Allah will strengthen you. But when you peg your relationship on another human being, you will be let down in a very big way. Very big way. It's my duty to let you know. You might look up to me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us worthy of that even in a small way. So my dearest sisters, my beloved children, my dearest mothers, I really end by asking Allah to bless you, to grant you goodness and ease. Today I have spoken about Allah and I have told you about the blessings of Allah. And I've told you, you cannot achieve anything unless you develop your relationship with Allah. There is no chance. What do you want? What do you want? Whatever you want, Allah has it. He has it. I end with one example. If you know a powerful person 
and you are very close to them. Anything you want, they will do for you. But when you are not close to them, is there a guarantee they will do it for you? When you are so close to a very powerful person, you can tell them, hey, I have a small problem. What is your problem? Let me see what to do. You say, I need this. Even if it is big, people won't believe. How was this done? Ah, I am close to this person. You know what? Allah tells you through Muhammad Get acquainted with Allah during your days of ease. When you still don't have problems, get close to Allah. Why? The day that your problems come, Allah will get acquainted with you. Allahu Akbar. Allah will come to your help. Another hadith where the Prophet, peace be upon him, quotes Allah. He says, Whoever comes to me a hand span, I will come to him a whole foot or a yard. And whoever comes to me walking, I will come to him rushing, running. Who is telling you this? Allah. Subhanallah. If you have needs, I want to repeat one thing and then I will close. If you have needs, and we all do have needs, when a third of the night remains, that is a time of suhoor. You know what is suhoor in Ramadan? When a third of the night remains, Allah descends to the lowest heavens in a way that is befitting to His grandeur. And you know what? He says, Is there anyone seeking forgiveness that I can forgive them? Is there anyone turning to me so that I can accept them? Is there anyone asking me anything so that I can give them? That's what Allah does every single night. Every single night. يَنزِلُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ حِينَ يَبْقَى ثُلُثُ اللَّيْلِ الْأَخِيرِ فَيَقُولُ هَلْ مِنْ تَائِبٍ فَأَتُوبَ عَلَيْهِ وَهَلْ مِنْ مُسْتَغْفِرٍ فَأَغْفِرَ لَهُ وَهَلْ مِنْ سَائِلٍ فَأُعْطِيَهُ I'm sure you have heard the hadith, isn't it? When you get up at that time of the morning, you arrive at a new level of love between you and Allah. If the one you love calls you at one in the morning, what will you do? You will run. Why? Because you love the person. This is not a person. This is the one who gave you your face. It is Allah who created you. He fashioned you. He designed you. He strengthened you. He gave you posture. He gave you your identity. Absolutely different from everyone. From those who came from the time of Adam. Right up to the one who will come right at the end. You have a unique identity. Your thumbprint, your eyes, your hair. Everything is completely different. Subhanal Khaliq. Hada this is the creation of Allah. Show me what those besides Allah have created. Subhanallah. Allah has given you your identity, your face, your fashion. Allah chose for you. 
turn to him. You're going to return to him anyway. Turn to Allah before you return to Allah. Aqulu qawli hada wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa sallamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.